Welcome and thanks for listening to the Ballistic Football Podcast, where real amateurs talk real football. I'm your host and producer, until we find a better one, Matt Bird. I'm going to kick off the show today with some big news. You can now find us on Twitter at Ballistic Footy. Some of the best footballers go by one name. You may know Neymar, Kaká, Ronaldo, the old one, not the not the new one. Well, some of the best podcasters also go by one name as well. I'm honored to have in the studio with us today, Josh, as part of our Ballistic Football crew. Josh, how's it going? What is up? And then I also have with us good old Jake. Jake, how's it going? Good, good, good. Josh, you're you're new to our our podcast. This is your first time. Uh, Jake and I did a kind of test episode. So to give our listeners kind of a, a preview of you as a football fan, what drew you to the sport of soccer? Yeah, you know, I actually got into soccer um, or football rather uh, at a later age. So I was a senior in high school or actually I was a junior in high school, uh, joined my, uh, my high school's indoor team, got involved with indoor, uh, ran track with a bunch of soccer players the following, uh, spring and then, uh, fall soccer season in Ohio kicked off and I joined, uh, I joined the varsity team first, first year varsity at my high school in Ashland, Ohio. Um, Nice. It's a good time. Well, that's uh, that's kind of cool. I get a late start. You know, I, it's funny because we were talking last episode and Jake was kind of talking about how his love for it just kind of – he never really played it growing up, maybe a little bit. And so your past a little bit different than that, which is pretty cool. I played all throughout my life. <laughs> but I think, like I said about Jake, I think you're probably a little bit better of a consumer of – the professional sport and keeping up to date uh, with some of the European leagues. And you also spent some time in Spain, correct? That is true. Um, I, just to backtrack a little bit, um, my high school did not have a JV team. Okay. So. Hey, well, we don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> you were on varsity of a 50 man roster. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you were, you Two were subs. in, you were in Spain for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so Cadiz. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, go Cadiz, yeah. Um so I actually um I started following Chelsea. I, I picked Chelsea as my team um in 2009. That's uh year I graduated high school. Um and just kind of stayed stayed involved with it, followed uh followed the team kind of casually um through about 2014 2015. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch the them bring home the Champions League trophy in 2012. That was a huge disappointment. But I was a huge fan of that team, even though uh, Fernando Torres didn't really have the best reputation at the club. But he scored. He scored the winner. Yeah. So. So what? What? Or, got... I'm sorry. The equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. So why? <laughs> you know, and this is not a dig from a United fan, but why Chelsea? You know, what drew you to Chelsea? I love the attitude of Chelsea and the players of Chelsea. So Didier Drogba, Michael Essien, Frank, Frankie Lamps, Super Lamps, yeah. um, Ashley Cole. There's so many. Ashley other, Cole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a lot of respect for those, yeah. for those players. And as a matter of fact, I got to see uh, Drogba play his final match of his <laughs> professional career at, uh, 
for Phoenix Rising. That's a great story. Yeah, I got to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll dig on Josh a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I uh, I got to see Drogba playing his last um, professional match for Phoenix At Rising Phoenix against Rising. Louisville City. Yeah. Yep. And uh, my experience in watching him was he was not very mobile. I don't think he left the center circle <laughs> the entire game. And uh, every free kick he took, and he was not trying to find anybody. He was just shooting the ball. <laughs> so, oh, can, you, can you blame the man? No, can you no. Blame the man? Yeah, I mean, he's a. Yeah, I think he's an owner in the club too. So yeah, he kind of has that. To him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, do whatever you want. You know, I'm just uh, not trying to get fired <laughs> if I if I say something to Drogba. Right, right. So no, I have yet yeah, to no, actually watch any USL games, um, and I understand that you're a pretty big follower of Louisville. Yep. Yeah. So. You know, Indiana doesn't have an MLS team, and, you know, we were in southern Indiana. Kentucky doesn't have an MLS team. Uh, now Cincinnati's there, which would have probably been the closest, but when we moved down and, and we're living in Louisville, Kentucky, I just started following them, and, uh, yeah, just it's it's fun to watch. We were talking in one of the prior episodes that it's cool to see some of those guys develop at the, at the USL level and then make a break into the MLS or – it's looking like maybe a few may end up with some some European clubs. So that's pretty cool. Um, that is really I think, exciting. I think those guys really work hard to try to get noticed at the next level. So to see that work ethic, and really Louisville City's actually on a on a heck of a run right now. So it'll be cool to see where they end up in the postseason if they keep it up. Yeah, it really is a, a beautiful thing to see the professional game starting to develop in the states. As far as the USL goes, they have what like three or four tiers. You have a yeah. bunch of different semi-pro, uh, advanced amateurs, but they're yep. still getting paid. And it's it's certainly a draw to you know casual players. Even like myself, I still like to play casually. Not that I would ever try out for a team um, <laughs> with my with my current career. However, yeah. coaching um, that would be a, a cool opportunity when. You know, I'm done with what I'm doing. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool to see the sport grow here, and uh, it provides a lot of different opportunities. And I coached for a couple of years. Really, uh, <laughs> really enjoyed coaching players. Absolutely hated parents, and I, I had a, I had a really good set of parents too. So I can only imagine um, what some of the more kind of competitive programs are, are like from that standpoint. So as a Chelsea fan, obviously one of the biggest uh, pieces of news right now is this Lukaku transfer. What do you think this transfer is going to do for Chelsea? I mean, obviously uh, Lukaku coming back to the uh, to the Prem Club that signed him originally is huge. It's it's absolutely huge. Actually, did he come from West Brom first to Chelsea? I I believe he was at West Brom on loan. Okay, right. yeah, I Chelsea. Let me look I, that I'm up. I'm pretty sure he quick. came up from through the Chelsea ranks. He did come up through the Chelsea ranks. He actually he played a part in the 2012 um, season when we won the Champions League, but he was a he wasn't a regular starter, right? Uh, I read an article today uh, when it came time for him to uh, be a part of the trophy celebrations. He said, "My team won that. I didn't win that." So I found that really interesting. He's a really humble guy. When he left the club, he left. He left kind of on uh, on bad terms. He was he was 
I don't think he was one of the Mourinho departures, but he wasn't getting playing time at Chelsea and he needed to he needed to go. He was nuts at Everton. Absolutely nuts at Everton. And at the end of that season, uh when it was 2016, 2017. I don't know if you guys remember that season very well, but uh, I think Pedro scored an 11, 11 second goal in United. It's like a four yeah, one. That. Keep going. Oh, it, was, it was beautiful. You know, after that season came up in the summer window and talks of him returning to Chelsea came back up and he ended up going to Manchester United. And, you know, I think part of that was an agent thing. With that and uh Paul Pogba thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I but, just I don't know. He he came to United, I don't know. I mean he did, it seemed he did. like he was he, kinda like in, you know? <laughs> he was, you know, as much as I wanted him to make the return to Chelsea, because he was going to be he was going to be the starter, you know. And then we we got Alvaro Morata, who only scores goals with his head in the Prem. Does things with his feet in Madrid, <laughs> but uh but not at Chelsea. And it was it was a pretty big disappointment to miss out on him after we let Diego Costa go on on uh, pretty wild terms yeah. over text message. So yeah, but Lukaku coming to Chelsea, he's a big guy. He's uh, you know used to criticize his first touch, but looking at how he played at Inter, he's obviously improved in that that aspect of his game. He's he's fast. Yeah. They, well, and that's that's one of the things that, as a United fan, I mean, I was never really like, man, this guy, you know, he's he's really a a huge superstar for the club. I mean, he contributed. Don't get me wrong, and, and Jake, maybe you disagree with me on this, but what he's done at Inter has been pretty phenomenal, and to be able to capture a guy. A player in that form, I think it will be interesting to see because it makes you wonder, was it – and he did it with other clubs on the Prem, so it kind of makes you wonder when he was with United, then he moved to a different league, and then he was you know, just slam dunk. Does the league play fit more of his style? And will we see that translate as he moves back to the Prem and the system that he's in at Chelsea? Well, you know, obviously I think his game – has developed, um, has continued to develop while he was in Italy. Uh, obviously, Italy is a very technical league, and you know some people say that the Prem is uh, is more stronger. You know, it's yeah, it's physical. Yeah, you know, and I mean, Lukaku really does check all the boxes for for me as a Chelsea fan. Returning to to not his boyhood club, but you know when he was he when he was a kid, and he's he's getting a second chance here. That you know we wanted to see him take, or I wanted to see him take in twenty sixteen. Uh, you know who, who knows what could have happened in those seasons. You know if if he would have continued his form because I mean he left Manchester United in pretty decent form. Um, I think it was after Mourinho got sacked that he kind of fell out of favor with Ole. And he wanted to start Rashford up front. And, I mean, we've all kind of seen what happens when Rashford's up front. But 
Oh my gosh! They're getting all these cheap shots. I, I haven't even spoken yet on this topic, and I'm just getting battered. No, um, uh, obviously, just just poking some fun. Um, yeah, no, no, I, but Lukaku is a proven Premier League striker, and that's the question mark that comes with every striker that a Premier League club signs: is whether yeah. or not that they can deal with the physicality of the league. And what you have in Lukaku is he's a huge guy. He's he's so quick. He's so quick off the dribble. His first touch has come immensely um, from you know what we've seen or his highlights and and Inter. Um, he's a I think he's a much more well rounded player than he was at United. So I'm really interested to see how him and Timo can link up. How what kind of balls Havertz can play over the top to him? Christian Pulisic, Mount ZX. We are so stacked in the offense. I'm really excited. Well, and you've got a season. heck of a manager too. So yeah. you know that's... Thomas Thomas Tuchel. You know, as sad as I, um, as I was when Frank got fired, um, not really knowing who Thomas Tuchel was, um, it's been incredible. He's he's an incredible manager, coach. Um, he takes care of the dressing room and he, and he speaks really well. Yeah. I was excited to see him come to the prem, you know, probably it was similar when, when Jurgen Klopp came, I w- it would have been awesome to have Jurgen as obviously United's manager, but it was just nice to have a manager that caliber move to the prem to then promote um, the competitiveness within the league. And, you know, he's done some awesome things at Liverpool. I'm not a Liverpool fan, but it's been cool to see Liverpool develop under his guidance. So, you yeah. know, as much as I hate I mean, Chelsea, I, I'm a fan of the game. So anything that makes anybody more competitive, I'm I agree. I'm all for yeah, it. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not a Liverpool fan whatsoever. But <laughs> Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp is a is a very lovable manager. He's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a character. Like, that's for sure. I like to. I, I don't like to see Liverpool do well, but you know, Jurgen's okay in my book. So, yeah. So uh, we'll move on to a club that we all probably hate. Um, <laughs> so Jack Grealish made his debut in the Community Shield, and Jake, we we talked a little bit about this at our kind of test episode that we ran, but. I guess before we get started on that, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, both of you, to give me a rating. Okay, one being the worst, ten being the best. Jack Grealish's hairdo. Jake, you go first. I it's a ten, dude. I I love it. It's so unique and just like I don't know. It just it fits him so well. And then when he speaks, you're like, man, this guy like only a guy with that kind of accent and just. I don't know. He's just got a swagger about him. If it was someone else, though, they totally couldn't do it. But he pulls it off. Okay, we'll edit that out, Josh. <laughs> well, well, he just got a haircut, didn't he? Well, didn't it's like it's Pep, much Pep Guardiola make him get a haircut? No, I, I, I think I he just so. like he clipped a little bit. I, yeah, just a trim, but it's still the same. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's a good-looking man. What can I say? So one to ten. What's, what's the hair do? Oh, ten. Ten. Wow. Oh my yes. Wow. I would have given it a one. 
But okay. since you guys gave it a 10, I'm going to grow my hair out like that for Matt, the show. have you seen your hair? Yeah, it's going to take a while. <laughs> and I think I'm starting to get a bit of a receding hairline. Oh, no. So that'll make it that'll make it interesting. But mm. yeah, I, don't, I you know, I think from from everything that's been talked about about his debut, I think it was pretty underwhelming, but it's, it's really early. <laughs> it's hard for it not to be un, like it's hard for it not to be underwhelming cuz it's just so much build up. Um and you only got 25 minutes. As much as I hate Manchester City, and I'd love to just take a crap on them right now. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, ja- I-, I like Jack Grealish, man. I mean, he's just, he fits Pep. He fits that system so well. It's just that my only question was, it seems like you already have a lot of guys that have kind of the sil- skill set as Grealish, but Grealish does it the best. But spending 100 mil on a guy like that, it doesn't really matter to Man City. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's too early. I'd say if we go two years down the line, is this, this is Pep's last year on his contract? I mean, if it, I'd say I don't know if that's true or not. I know it's soon, though. If Pep leaves, I would say that then maybe we'll see how Villa does, um, but maybe it's like not the greatest move for him. But we, uh, if yeah, if Pep stays, I think it's great for him. But and Pep does have a history of kind of like <laughs> abruptly leaving. He wants leaving. new challenges, but <laughs> yeah. he only goes from rich club to rich clubs. So <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my. <laughs> well, he hasn't won a won a Champions League yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had true. the ones with Barcelona. And- <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he, he had it. He had it. Did he get one with Bayern? He did. He got he one. Did. But just not being able to get done at Man City when that's probably the most cash you'll have. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, it, what, his fifth season at City? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. And, I mean, he's done great Premier League-wise, but, yeah. It, it's, yeah. I don't he know. He can't just quite get clicking in the in the Champions League. Yeah, well, everyone criticizes the late changes he makes later on in tournaments, like... You always have a questionable starting eleven in the final, like we saw last time. I don't know. And I'm not complaining. Just overthink sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you're not <laughs> complaining. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll keep an eye on uh, good old Jack. See how things go for him. Um, I, I mean, I like him, but it's just hard to like a Man City player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of where I'm at. It, I liked him when he was with Villa, but. Sorry to all Man City fans if you're listening to this. I mean, but... I can't. Yeah, I can't blame him. I mean, I, you know, transfer this position probably done the same thing. You know, he is immensely talented. Uh, yeah, he was, and and truly, he's he's still going to be an Aston Villa legend. He, it's just without a doubt. I mean, he was with the club since 2002, since he was like. Five yeah, years so, old, six uh, years some old. Some of the fans, there's a division in that fan base right now. Just some well, of them I mean, are real, they don't like it, but I yeah, I mean, F- Frank Lampard played for City as well. You know, whatever. <laughs> that, that was a that was a okay. fever dream. Yeah. I was also going back to Lukaku. That's how I would describe his time at Manchester United: a fever dream. He would score a hat trick, and then the next time he'd probably miss like two big chances <laughs> or something. That I, I don't know. But he'll 
he'll give you 20 goals a season, though. You'll get the output, but sometimes he's not going to hit. And yeah. yeah. You've literally described every Premier League striker. Ugh. Just, just there. <laughs> I no, not the great Premier League strikers that you'll know. You know are going to score. I, I don't know Lukaku's going to score. I, but I know maybe every three games he'll get two goals, and that's good. But sometimes in the big moments, he's going to miss. Yeah, yeah, he's no Bruno Fernandez. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Bruno always falls yeah. through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harry, Harry Kane never misses. <laughs> well, and that, it's kind of funny, you know, we're just want to touch real briefly on where you guys think the Harry Kane situation's at. It, it was kind of hot and heavy there for a while in the rumor mill, and now it's kind of just tailed off. So, Oh, he's got to be so mad. <laughs> I, you know. He's- we came uh, out do the you, state. Do you guys think? Do you guys think he's staying? Do you think he's leaving? Do you think Man City are going to pick him up? If if there was ever a person in the situation who would totally hold on to the player, it's Daniel Levy. Uh, he is just he is so dead set on keeping him there. And Harry Kane was talking about that gentleman's agreement he had with Levy that he was going to sell him after last season. Uh, and while well, everyone's criticizing the gentleman's agreement, like, what is that? That doesn't mean anything in this business. Like, I can I can understand that point of view. Um, I don't think he's gonna. If Man City make that crazy offer, which they can, then that's the only way I could see it. But that would have to be one eighty one hundred eighty million pounds. I mean, that's I seriously think. That's what it would take for sure. Because Levy said two hundred mil around there. So I think Kane's worth that. They were talking one. He's worth that. When they were talking Tottenham, he is worth that. He keeps them relevant. So that that price is justified from the selling club. But no, if you're a buyer, you're not gonna, especially with his injury questions. No way. Yeah, but you could get like three decent players. Yeah, but yeah, Man City want to splash. If Sheik want, if how, Sheik Mansour wants to splash, he's going to. How old? How old Terry Kane? He's twenty eight. Twenty nine. Okay, so he's got he's got a f- few more years left at him. Yeah, he's twenty eight. But he's he's uh he's got a- aging. He's no spring chicken. Aging. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Well. Uh, till we know more on that, we'll uh, we'll put that to bed for right now. The other thing we've got going right now is obviously uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, <laughs> I tweeted off our account today that uh, I think PSG fans are have kind of been expecting him to arrive, but there's still some some ongoing negotiations going on. So um, you think he's he's having some hesitancy or? Uh, they just taking their time. What do you think's going on? Because I he was spotted still uh, at his home in Barcelona. So you know he's. I don't know if he's had his medicals done and all that stuff in Spain or whether he'll head to France to do that. But it seems like he's uh, maybe he's just taking it easy. I don't know. What do you guys think? It was a sad, sad day. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, last week. Messi 
You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to say whether you know. Obviously, we this is the greatest time yeah. in you know in history to be a, a football fan with two of the greatest players to ever play the game, both in their prime, both you know just world class. Chris, obviously, it's obviously who I'm talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and okay. Leo Messi. Make uh, sure and store that. You know, in the- Cristiano. You know, <laughs> Cristiano has been kind of a journeyman throughout yeah. his career um, with with United. Uh, well, in uh, in Portugal, yep. where he was discovered by Sir Alex, and to United, and then Real, and now Juventus. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Messi. Messi. It's been his thing to to stay at Barcelona and. Uh, obviously, th- the man is a legend. You know, yeah. the, there's no one with his with his technical ability in the game right now. You know, like Cristiano Ronaldo is a goal scorer. He's physical. He's talented. He works harder than everyone else. Messi, you know, just naturally has God-given it all. Talent. Yeah, the yeah. God-given talent. Um, where would he be without the HGH? No one knows. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, you know, he was uh, one that I thought for sure. You know, as as rare it is, it is as it is nowadays. Um, he was a guy that I thought we would see retire with that club because, I mean, Messi and Barcelona are synonymous with one another. Yeah, and. You could, I mean, you could clearly tell it in his press conference. I mean, it was a, it was a big deal to him. And, you know, the news is coming out now that he offered to take a 50% pay cut. Rumor has it he could have taken, he could have played for free and they still would have not been able <laughs> yeah, to I handle mean, him from a payroll standpoint. You messed it up bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you're so, Barcelona, man. Jake, what are, what are your thoughts on yeah. Messi and I, his, his future? I was seeing reports recently that Barcelona are trying to now scrap something together uh, financially somehow. It, it's, it might even just be a false report just to give Barca fans more hope before yeah. they then get thrown back on the ground. Yeah, right. um, I don't... PSG just... It makes a lot of sense, man. You go get to play back with Neymar. Um, and, I mean, PSG... You know, they it's oil money, but they still have a big fan base, you know? Uh, they get great turnout. Like, you're still playing for a fan base that's craving a Champions League trophy. Um, definitely, I mean, I think he could... So they, they're talking about a two-year contract and then an option for a third. I mean, he, he can give you four more world-class years, in my opinion. Like, his game translates... He doesn't need to be so fast. He'll ju- he can just pick you apart. So, yeah, it's uh, if if PSG were to do that, it's you are in contention for the next two years, guaranteed. Well, you know, Messi. He's thirty four years old. Um, I think you know as much as PSG fans would love to see him at PSG. I. I don't think there's many f- football fans in the world that actually want to see him at PSG. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, no, that's a good point. 
kind of just makes you sick to your stomach to it the does. thought about seeing him in another jersey. Oh, and the number 19, too? He would take the number 19, is what was said. Really? Yeah. Who's their yeah. 10? Is it Mbappe? Oh, it is Mbappe, yeah. That's, right. I, that's actually kind of surprising that it's on Neymar. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't follow PSG. I don't uh, really like League One. Uh, there's a couple teams that I, uh, you know, <laughs> league, league. have some culture. Yeah, I like I, sorry. Olympic Lyonnais. I I've enjoyed kind of following them off and on, but that's really the only team that I take any interest in. And and uh, league is uh, league. <laughs> need to sharpen my french a little bit but uh i honestly if 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 messi's not playing for barcelona for me i want him to retire or i want him to go back to argentina and yeah and 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 play for his boyhood club yeah you know i don't want to see him come to the mls as (laughs) as crazy as that sounds (laughs) i really don't like the idea of the MLS becoming a retirement home for some of the world's greatest players. I just don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's not entertaining. Ever, though. It's not entertaining. The USL? It's totally entertaining. It'll get so <laughs> okay. many eyes on yeah. MLS. Yeah. Yeah. What about the USL? You know? We've had Drogba, Joe Cole. Yeah. Uh, Christian Fuchs is playing a little while with uh, Charlotte Independence. Yeah. <laughs> For him to go to like, oh my God, Miami, was it United or <laughs> FC Miami? What is it now? There's two of them. There's Miami, Miami FC yeah. and oh, oh, yeah, club, the club de football. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> World superstar Landon Donovan is managing a team. I wish so. you, you know, that's yeah, one that's thing about the MLS right too. That's one thing about the MLS too. Like be creative. Real Salt Lake. Like. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing royal about Starth, Salt, Salt Lake. Salt Lake City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the monarchy I, in Real Salt Lake's really. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> going back to going back to Messi and PSG. I mean, the only reason I really want to see the, him there is because of Neymar. Like, I just want to see that back on the field together again. Doesn't See, that I, that tugs at your heartstrings a little bit? If I, mean, I was me- if I was Messi though, I what, that what whole is, situation with Neymar leaving Barcelona that would just drive still me up loves, a wall. He still loves Neymar. <laughs> Neymar's like I can't get away. I can't yeah, get away. Yeah. All yeah. I wanted was my own Ballon d'Or. <laughs> right. I wanted to make my own name. <laughs> I wanted to make my own name and not live in the shadow of the <laughs> greatest player to ever play the game. Dude, he said it was a mistake to go to PSG at some point. Not not yeah. like a flat out, but he said that the way like it was done. I mean, I think he regrets it. Uh, yeah, the way LeBron like, went to Miami was was wrong too. But you know, here we are. So at least at least LeBron came back and LeBron. righted his like, wrong. You, you could <laughs> Neymar's move to PSG was not good for his career. Like he he still could have won more things at Barcelona. Probably would have oh, won the Champions League. So I guess, you know, when is when is Mbappe going to... Dude, know? La Liga is probably begging Real Madrid to sign Mbappe. They need a new face for that well, league. Well, I think he's got a... I mean, the guy has an awesome resume, but when you look at the... You know, the 
don't get oh. me wrong, when you look at the club he plays for, I mean, in the grand scheme of European football, you know, you're not I mean, Liga I think, is not a competitive. I think Erling Holland is more exciting than Mbappe at this point. Oh, I do too. Well, yeah. I I mean, Holland's a goal machine. 60 goals in 60 games. Like it, it's it, and when talking about god-given talent, Holland's one of those fox in the box just he finds a way to score goals all the time. Uh, you know, I can remember watching him. I forget who he was playing. He well, he was playing for uh He's playing for his national team, and I forget who they were playing, but he scored he scored those nine goals, and I was like, "Geez, this guy!" Oh yeah, and wasn't you know everybody made like a huge Ecuador deal out of it. Like that? What I said wasn't it against like Ecuador? He was for I Norway, think it was Norway against someone. Yeah, it was. I think it was Ecuador. But that that he got on the map from that. I know, but I was like sitting there, and like everybody's like, "Man, this guy's awesome!" And I will, I'll eat crow with this one. I was like, "This guy." Scored nine goals against a very, very, very poor team, and I was I like U twenty threes too. That. And a so I'm like, people... and you looked at the goals too. I'm like, he's. It's not like he's banging rockets outside the eighteen. Like he's he's poking balls in, you know, like a yeah, like a classic striker. Yeah, just but man, just make him look silly. I, yeah, I'm wrong. You know, I he's he's a heck of a player, but I just remember yeah. watching that game like, God. Guys, stop making a big deal out of this. It is nine goals, though. It's not like if it was five, I'd be like, okay, like this isn't like crazy. But nine in any game, I mean, that's just that's insane, yeah. though, for one player. Uh, I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like, there's no respect to you, what was the country teammate, that they played? Set your buddies up, like you've uh, uh, really. Oh my Patrick? god, come on. <laughs> Man the cloud. There's no way. Oh my god! <laughs> Has that happened since? Oh, no. cricket! No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Uh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> but it's something that you don't want to happen. Okay, it's like. Well, if you're the player, I, you would. But who did they play again? I think it was Ecuador. I, I, I think it was Ecuador. I could be wrong. I haven't done. I haven't looked it up since since spewing it. So, Josh, you need to hop off. No, actually, um, I'm good for a couple more minutes. So, oh darn! I was hoping to get rid of you before we start talking about <laughs> this uh, Sancho Veron situation. So let us let us Manchester United fans talk in peace without. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, uh, one of the the major signings for Manchester United, two of the major signings this summer, has been Jaden Sancho. And is it is it Rafael Varane? Varane, Varane, yeah. And uh, so we just wanted to talk about. And I don't even know. I don't know that I saw what Sancho's transfer fee ended up being. I think it was 70, 70, you know, 70 80, roundabout. I thought it was, I, I thought I saw 80 somewhere. Somebody and said they wanted, Kaku's today was like 185 million euros. Okay. And 100 million dollars. What did they want? What did Dortmund want for him last year? They wanted 120 million dollars. Okay. So, I mean,. Or a hundred and third. I mean, people were talking about yeah, thirty like a thirty pound decrease from 
when we when we were going for him back then versus now. So we quote, we saved money, but I think it would have been valuable to have him for that season. Well, and the the interesting thing to me about this situation is so if you're a United fan, a true United fan, you absolutely can't stand the Glazer family. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they caught so much flack <laughs> last transfer window for not signing him at that amount. And now they've managed to get him substantially less than that price tag. And granted, the the situation was different for negotiating. I yeah. totally understand that. But like that left a little bit more room. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of torn because I'm not a fan of, of the Glaciers. I'm you know, how they run the club, all the issues that they've had the last year and, you know, how fans have really gotten frustrated. I can certainly understand that. But in retrospect, it's like, well, maybe maybe it was a good negotiating tech. Now, another reason I can hate them is they tried to join the Super League, which was absolutely stupid. But uh, looking back on this transfer, it's like, oh, ended up with a really good player quite a bit less than what all the fans were giving him a hard time for the prior year. So I'm, I'm excited. My, my concern with Sancho is similar to the comment I made earlier about Lukaku. I don't know that you really know. I hope he's as quality of a player as he was in the Bundesliga, but we're not going to know for sure until about halfway through this season because the way that leagues play, the systems that these guys play in can be so different. And you have players that are absolute studs at the clubs they're coming from. And then all of a sudden it's just, they can't find their stride in their new club. I hope that's not the case. And I'm, I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to to some of these big bigger transfers, but I don't know. I, Jake, you've tried to convince me convince me I, otherwise. This guy is a baller. Certified <laughs> ball I like he's got the talent that it's just it's gonna translate to anywhere he plays because it's just he he's such a creative like mastermind. He'll play one twos with guys, and he just can create so much space. Um, and yeah, uh, going back to the gla- the Glazer thing, like I I see the argument. I don't care about their money though. Like <laughs> if they if they will if they pay up, I guess it is the club's money though because they're really not injecting anything. But um, yeah, I I think Sancho's gonna be. I think he's going to be really good. We've needed a right winger for so long. Um, and I'd say that the, every one of Ali's signings have, has just been really good. Um, I mean, there's a couple outliers, but I mean, Bruno hit the ground running. It, it just seems like under Ali, we've had more success with our signings than previous. Under Mourinho, like Van Hall, how many of his signings just flopped? Um, Ali's just Ali's really good at handling young players and developing them. I mean, Greenwood's development has been pretty pretty great, uh, and I think Rashford's been better under Ali. 
So, yeah, I, I think player development has become kind of a strength of Manchester United under Ollie. I'm going to take a quick detour real quick because one of the individuals I think that came in under the Van Gaal era was uh, Ander Herrera. And Ander Herrera was one of my favorite yep. players he, for Manchester United. Had a lot of heart, man. And the, and the way he left, he's now <laughs> oh. a PSG player, which is what uh, kind of ties this all together. I just think the club just did not handle that situation oh, well. yeah, was, he it, he he it was, was with terrible. that team through some really crappy seasons and he, yeah he was very always the gracious. heart of the team so one one of my uh, favorite favorite players to watch and one of the better attitudes out of some of the professional players i've seen for sure ander herrera was a hard tackler I will say <laughs> that he played with he played with some intensity. <laughs> but he was a hard tackler. Especially He marked Hazard out of a game one time. So. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah he got a red card for it. <laughs> hey, Deservedly so, right? Multiple ways of skin a cat, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh I guess game. you know, moving from Jaden to Rafael Varan, who I think they're are they still waiting for quarantine or Yeah, he's in quarantine right now. Yeah. So And he's gonna get his medical and then we announce. Yeah, so I I don't know him as well. Jake, maybe you know we have a pretty solid back line, I feel like, now moving forward. And I think quite honestly, Luke Shaw has made some incredible strides. Luke Shaw is definitely becoming the player that he was expected to be. That's a that's a three great or four way to seasons it. ago, because yeah. obviously the Euros were crazy. Luke Shaw yeah. had an incredible uh, appearance at the Euros, and I he's finally living up to the hype that yep. was built up when he was just a kid. You know, that's I mean, really what's he like 24, 25 right now? He uh, might be a little older right. than that. He's not yeah, much got, older than that. When he was 19 from Southampton. I yeah. And yeah, I mean, 19. and Jose Mourinho treated him like, well, like Van, crap. You know? Van Gaal didn't treat him much better. I mean, it was player yeah, development, Van, man. Van Gaal came out and was like, "He's not fit," and it's like, "He's just a stockier dude." Van Gaal, he's not—he's not fat. Like, <laughs> yeah, take a look in the mirror, dude. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, that's a great. That's what we were hoping when we signed him. And I, to be honest, I'm glad we've held on to him long enough to see him kind of blossom. And it, the sooner we can get Phil Jones back out on the field too, that'll really cap off our uh... oh, Phil Jones. <laughs> Phil's still with the team, isn't he, Jake? Yep. West yep. Ham is not interested, by the way, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> that was a report that came out. I was like, oh, that's just like background news, really? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, he could he could do it in the prem for somebody. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, he might just lack motivation. I, I know that he, there was a quote he had where someone asked him if he would want a testimonial game, and he was like, 
I, w- I would love one, but no one would show up. And, uh, it, you know, it's just, you feel for Phil Jones sometimes. But um, he's, he's sitting back collecting his money right now. Yeah. I, he's content to stay or go. I, 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 I don't know if he wants to play or not. But yeah. um, if I'm a Prem team, I'm definitely interested. So bottom line, what do these signings mean for United's title chances this year? All right, hold that for me, because I think you, you did mention you wanted to ask me that earlier. <laughs> it's general. It's yeah, you can go first. Both, yeah. I think, um, you know, despite the lack of, I mean, there, it wasn't necessarily like a lack of talent, but you know, I've been saying this in our conversations that Manchester United for for the past seven or eight years hasn't looked like a world-class Manchester United team that you saw in like the early 2000s in the, in the, in the Alex Ferguson era. That's exactly you know? right. And I think with, with these signings, you know, particularly, um, Veron, it returning to the legacy of, of, uh, a world-class Manchester United team. United is stacked. Don't get me wrong. But I saying that they're not title contenders is probably a little far fetched, uh, because I think you know this is the th- this is the best United United has looked in years, um, and they finished second. I I'd put them in the top three. I'd put them in the top three. Because I honestly think that the team to be is still City. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you make a great comment. I mean, and maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's kind of that, you know, the the sparkle in my eyes. I watched them, you know, back under the Sir Alex days, but it just felt like there was a lot more creativity that came out of that squad. And I just feel like more recently it's been kind of flat as far as the the quality of play like I, I don't really I haven't really seen that spark as much in watching him as as what I used to but the fact of the matter was is you could tell Sir Alex's like final final season like they were they were still winning games but it was in like it'd be like in the dying moments of the game that they would scrape together a goal <laughs> to to grab a draw or, or win it and so you could kind of see it sliding as he he began to exit. But I just never and I think Bruno's brought a little bit of that back. And you know, I hope I hope that Sancho brings a little bit more of it back too, but there was just kind of this you know, magic about how they played that made it fun to be a fan and as I looked at him last year it was like I mean, yeah, you guys are getting results, but and the fact that you're getting results and end up second in the tables, that you know, that's awesome. But I don't know. So it just seems like a lot different story than what it was, what it used to be. And I don't know, Jake. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm super stoked about Varon. Uh, he, he's a complete center back. I, I, it's just crazy that we got such a world class player. A proven winner, which I think that's a really important thing to put into this lineup. Uh, 
if you're Harry Maguire or any of those other guys in the back line, and you just look over and it's Raphael Varane. I mean, this guy's been in some of the biggest games of the past decade, you know, uh, four Champions Leagues. I mean, it's just a certain comfortable, you're a little more settled in now when you're in that back line, you know, um, and I think it's one of the best back lines in Europe. Uh, going forward with Sancho, I'm really excited to see what Edison Cavani can do to link up with him. His off-the-ball movement compared, and also what Sancho can do uh, just crossing the ball or just finds a pass. Uh, he's got great vision. So I think that'll be great to see. Did you, did you just say Varane is going to be playing a lot of balls to Jaden Sancho? No, no. I said Sancho to Cavani. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. may have said I come back. Yeah, but we need a defense. Oh, yeah, the link-up play from the center back <laughs> to the wing. Ron is going to be spraying balls. He will be spraying balls. I'm telling you. He can do it, though. He He's can. Gonna, he, he has some, he has some more long-range passing. Is he left-footed Is he left footed as well? I don't know his foot. Because we need a left-footed center back. Um, and, yeah, going back to Luke Shaw, I mean – best left back in the world right now for me uh i i I seriously like i i think in both uh i don't know he he can just put across in so well now you know it's just you he has the final ball that you know that you want to see when a player is hitting their prime because when a younger player like marcus alonzo final ball yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he can put in a ball. He was a striker. We haven't had a good. Life. We haven't had a good solid left back since probably Patrice Ever. Oh yeah, Ever was great. He was incredible. And, you know, that's that's the thing is the, the the way the game is today. You have to have dangerous wing backs to support your offense. Yeah. And well. I don't like we the just... criticism of Aaron Juan Bissaka in the in his attacking in his attacking elements. Like I I feel like people always want to take him down notches because they'll admit he's a world class defender, but he can't have it all because he's a Manchester United player. They don't want him to be this complete player because he is I, he is arguably the best defensive right back in the world, but he gets so much criticism. Going forward, who's a better defensive left back, Josh? Well, he's a right back, isn't he? A right back, right back. I'm all over the place. I'm just Cesar Azpilicueta. I don't. Not physically, he can't keep up with. uh... Erlen Mendy is better than Juan Bissaka. Oh my gosh! Um, didn't Juan Bissaka? Trent Alexander Arnold. How about that? He's not better defensively. (laughs) No way. No way. Trent's known for known for his attacking, and that and that's what they all want. Juan Bissaka to be world class, uh, attacking wise, and I think he's average right now. But sometimes, man, he I think he'll have six assists or more from right back this year, in all competitions. I I, I totally think that because um, sometimes, man, he'll put a special ball in. So, so you think he's going to be stealing assists from Jaden Sancho? That link up on the right side, we haven't had a good full right side I'm, in so long. We haven't had a right winger in so we just kept ignoring it, uh, and I don't know why. 
So what is this? What does this all say for uh, for Victor, Victor Lindelof? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for the guy because he had like a stellar season two seasons ago, but then oh, yeah, everyone just thought kinda, he was going to be great. Just kind of petered out a little bit. I've got Bai ahead of him on the depth chart. Just because I, I think Bai is such an explosive athlete, he's got he has his injury problems, but his recovery pace, yeah, he'll get he'll get a stupid yellow card or even a red card sometimes, but that's just Bai, man. Like, there's the no context Eric Bai Twitter account. It's great follow. <laughs> Shout out to them. He just he'll do the craziest stuff in games, but I I don't know. I I think he deserves uh, some more playing time. Yeah. But we need a defensive midfielder. We really do. I, we can't have an aging Maddich just trying to hold stuff down. Hey. <laughs> I, I knew Josh was going to say something about that. <laughs> no, he's great when he's he he he's had he had a good preseason for us. He looks steady with Van de Beek in the most recent friendly against Everton. Um, and Van de Beek, man, that guy is bulked up. That guy is a viable center midfield option. I mean, you guys, your midfield is is honestly stacked. I I, mean, I would love Ruben Paul Dennis, Pogba, though. Scott McTominay, starting to develop. Um, yeah, no, I, Fernand, I like Scott. Come on. Not a big fan of Fred. Daniel James, though, come on. You, I always you, like Fred you guys. Like I just... said, you know, credit where credits due. Manchester United looks good this year. Fred, uh, he's an engine man. Well, I, said it it once. Here. I, I said it once. I'm not going to say it again. We got to record it, so that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Just play it over and over. Give me that loop. Send it over. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll post that to Twitter. All right, guys. Well, it's uh, been a good uh, good show. Kind of kind of bounced all over the place. You know, I talked about before how kind of the ballistic football name came about, and I, I think the ballistic aspect of it is we – have no idea what direction some of these conversations will head. This is kind of typical for what, uh, what our shows are going to be like. And, you know, I think it's nice to be able to bounce around and tie in different things uh, here and there, but still kind of be on track with some of what's going on in, in football. So, you know, a couple of things that we want to try to get slated for some future episodes, talk a little bit more about, where we see the men's national team going, the U.S. men's national team going with uh, their win after the Gold Cup. You know, what's the future look like? And also, hopefully at that point, we get more on uh, on Messi, see a little bit more Jack Grealish. Uh, maybe I'll have his haircut. I don't know. It'd be nice. But uh, I want to thank uh, both of you guys for, for joining me this evening. Josh, it's good to have you on this, this first yeah, time. Yeah, of course. No, I'm I'm excited to to go forward with this, and um, you know, there's a couple talking points that we that we left out. You know, like Josh Sargent going to, uh, yeah, Norwich, Norwich, yeah, and potentially yeah, playing probably, on the wings and the outrage. We probably uh, we probably have a whole episode's worth of just U.S. men's oh, national team talk. Yeah. To be honest, banter. You know, you between know, I don't really follow the where they're headed team. and. I'm, I'm, all o- I'm all over the national team. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, US football Twitter is a wildfire right now. <laughs> Just so much happening. Uh, but yeah, once the season starts, I think we're going to have 
my man, we're going to be loaded with stuff to talk about. Uh, Storylines galore. For sure. Yeah, it'll be... Yeah, once once games start and everything gets going, it'll uh, be interesting to see kind of where things start stacking up and how these teams start to come together after all these transfers. So, yeah, again, Josh, I appreciate you stopping by. It's good to have you. I I hope you come back. Yeah, hope thanks Jake for having me, Matt. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, Jake. <laughs> we won't uh, hold you liking chelsea against you we'll welcome you back so it's it's kind of honestly it's kind of nice to have someone that argues argues with jake because he and i are more like I mean, go along get along some pretty silly point of views if you ask me so oh, we're putting flames on we're putting some gas on uh, yeah. oh, we got plenty more episodes we'll, we'll see how this progresses jake is good to good to talk to you again hopefully we can get curb on here soon i know he was having some uh yeah some technical difficulties, so hopefully we can get him on a, a future one. And then, uh, good old Adam, be nice to get him on here, chat with him a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Liverpool fan. the old Liverpool fan, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> diversified. <laughs> we really don't. Uh, well, least... Curbs, Curbs, a Juventus fan, so it kind of gets us out of the prem. Yeah. A little at bit. least we don't have a Tottenham fan and an Arsenal fan. Man City fan. We, at least we don't have a Man oh, City true Man City. Fan. We, <laughs> there aren't any, are they? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the their man, stadium the says Man City they don't. fans who are listening to this podcast, man. It's got, <laughs> sorry, but like, it's it's just gonna spill out sometimes. All right, guys. Well, we thank you all for listening to the Ballistic Football Podcast, where real amateurs talk about real football. Again, I'm your host and producer, Matt Bird. Thanks for listening. 